We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. (laughs) Girls, I just got my weekly shipment of Imperfect Produce, and let me tell you. Spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. (laughs) That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Welcome to Yas Jesus. We aren't spiritual leaders. We aren't theologians. Or prophets. Or even really that sure of what we're doing. We're just two lost sinners who love the Lord and want to open up His grace to other people who are on this journey alongside us. This isn't a tutorial on how to be Christian, but rather an exploration on what that actually means. In a safe space. Thank you, and God bless. Kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't, welcome to another awesome episode of Yas Jesus! <laughs> I'm your host, Daniel Franzese, and I'm here as always with... Azariah Southworth. Yas! Yes. And we believe today that God, more than ever... Is fantastic. She's great. She's huge. <laughs> Speaking of pronouns in God... Mm-hmm. I found this thing on the other day that I really love, that the he pronoun, the capitalized he pronoun for God is a separate pronoun. It's considered a pronoun outside of all the other pronouns Mm -hmm. that only belongs to when you speak of God. Yeah, I was always taught to always capitalize the first letter of the pronoun (laughs) to refer that it's the divine. Right, so he, she, they, right? We Mm -hmm. we believe that God here Mm -hmm. is very fluid. I mean, you have to, literally, like you have to be so small-minded if you think that God doesn't transcend gender. you think God is sitting up there on a throne with a dick? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I would, I mean, well, anyway. So I (laughs) I think that it's important to just notice that that's a nice way to put it that yeah. the, that the capitalized he pronoun is its own separate pronoun i, I believe it. I, I could go with that so when i reference to he i'm talking about the great he right. and um to me but it is a, a definite they moment absolutely hey welcome how are you azariah i'm good how are you you know i just everyone else in welcome in come on in you guys it's church time see here we we like to have our coffee and lemonade before the service (laughs) we do and we had it (laughs) (laughs) we did have it yes imperfect foods um actually our sponsor Mm. Um, we made a delicious breakfast with imperfect foods today was awesome i made breakfast cupcakes Danny, you always deliver on these things. Like, <laughs> it was like a muffin tin. Uh, line it with bacon, then put in your egg, and then put so some... It was delicious. It was delicious. It was, honestly, it was really good. Guys, there was cheese, there was bacon, there was breadcrumbs. I'm going to have to make a recipe. recipe. <laughs> I know, right? Now I have to do it. It was awesomely perfect to have a breakfast with Imperfect. It's so good to see you, Azzy. Uh, you know, I only see you on the weekends now, so it's like nice to see your shining face. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about today's episode, really. Yeah, me too, because we are about ready to tear down this lie that has permeated 
evangelical theology. We are going to tear down a stronghold today, people. We're going into the principalities. (laughs) I learned about a kabillion things just in the footnotes for today's episode. Oh my gosh. I am so excited uh, to get into this. But before we get into today's episode, just Mm -hmm. sit tight. Just sit Mm -hmm. tight. Mm -hmm. We are going to do our praise report and our prayer requests. All right. We have a request from Taylor. She wrote to us saying, I'm needing some spiritual guidance today. I recently talked to a Christian coworker about homosexuality, and of course, she believes that it's a sin. And I feel like it just set my acceptance about my bisexuality and Christianity back a few steps. I've prayed, but sometimes I feel like I'm too dumb to understand his answers. Can you help? The bulls on this lady, the first balls. of all. The bulls on this lady. <laughs> or guy. Or whoever. To come up to you and tell you who you should love. Ugh. Or, have va- or validate your love. No, ma'am. We don't no, got time. Ma'am. We don't have time. No, ma'am. Uh, no, 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 ma'am. We don't have space for broken theology in this house. No, ma'am. I'm sorry. My no, love ma'am. is beautiful. My love is perfect. My love is made in the house of the Lord. They've and had their time. I rebuke you, sister. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus. It's funny to me that you say, oh, a Christian woman. A Christian woman. A self-identified Christian woman. Yeah. Yeah. Does, yeah. Is that Christ-like to even share that sort of an opinion with you that you don't? I'm telling you, we need to reclaim our pride as queer people. That's right. And we need to say, God loves me as is. Yep. God loves me for who I am. Yep. And that'll shut them up. Amen. And how could it make you question your bisexuality? You still aren't going to think titties are pretty? I'm sorry. <laughs> and don't worry about what other people think about you. Just live a truly authentic life in love. If you're a good person, if you're living in love, that's what God wants. Mm-hmm. Taylor... We all want people to think that what we're doing is like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I say to you, if I'm into somebody, because sexuality is love, right? We're talking about love here. If I love somebody, if I think that I'm into them, I think they're beautiful. And if somebody told me they were ugly, I'd be like, yeah, they're not your type. That's yeah. fine. If somebody tells you that you don't belong or that it's incorrect, you have to just say, I don't believe you. It has to be about your own faith and your own opinions. Because yeah. if I think somebody's beautiful and someone says they're ugly, I'm like, you're stupid. You just don't know what hot is. This is hot. So it's the same thing. It's like, if you don't understand what love is, I feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get what this love is. So you have to take it from a place of your own faith and your own love knowing who you are. Yeah. Take courage in your faith of who you know who you are and how God designed you to be, Taylor. You know, take strength in that and stand in that ground. And so when people come and approach you with their toxic and their broken theology and their mess, you just stand in your ground and say, I know who God made me to be, who God designed me to be. And that is a woman who knows that I could love a man or a woman because I have that capacity. So just stand in your ground and know that God made you perfect just as you are, Taylor. Yeah, I feel like this moment is one of those, I went to the enemy camp and I took back what he stole from me moments. Oh, get it. (laughs) Capture that flag, sis. Yes, yes. Do not (laughs) let them take your faith or the confidence in your faith or the revelations that God has revealed to you. Don't let them steal that from you. Nope, it's yours. And I and I implore everyone, please, to add Taylor to your prayers. Give Taylor yeah. the strength. This is not easy. Yeah. Taylor, we're saying this to you as if this is like a quick fix, like you're going to put a little Band-Aid on yeah. it or some glue. This is something that chips away at the very fabric of our being. This yeah. is something that we are surrounded with in society every day, everywhere we go. I want to have I'm thirsty, so I have to deal with this bottle of water that's talking heterosexual to me. <laughs> so now let's have a praise report. Today's praise report, I am going to go to at I am Jari Jones. That's J-A-R-I Jones, a black trans woman that now overlooks New York and the new Calvin Klein ad. 
a black trans woman of size is now overlooking New York City in a Calvin Klein ad. I love that. I am screaming with this. Yes. This is such a praise report. Yeah. This is such an opportunity to for people to be visible. Mm-hmm. And especially in this time, Jari Jones, you are of the time. You are of the moment, <laughs> sis. I am so Congrats, proud of you. Jerry Jones. And I'm so proud of you, and I'm so proud of New York City. I'm proud of Calvin Klein. Mm -hmm. I am happy to see this. I have walked so many times past the area where this billboard is and have seen faces and have seen bodies and have seen things that do not represent anybody else but an elite class of thin white people. And to see this beautiful, voluptuous, black, trans woman up there looking absolutely freaking stunning. Do it, honey. Looking gorgeous. I celebrate you, Jari Jones. Congratulations. center of it all. Praise report. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Today's good. I feel the Holy Ghost. Are you feeling good? I feel good. I'm feeling good. good. The anointing is here. Yeah. It's nice. (laughs) Oh, what a good day. Well, now, guess what? It's time for... The scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. So we are going to dive into Genesis today. Um, chapter 19, verse 2 through 3. Mm-hmm. Spill it, girl. Please, my lords, turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you can rise early and go on your way. They said, no, we will spend the night in the square. But he urged them strongly. So they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. So this is the scene where the two angels come into Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot invites them into his house. We've heard a lot about Sodom and Gomorrah. Into his home and gives them a feast. So Lot is a man in Sodom and Gomorrah who takes care of the angels. Takes care of them. So this is talking about hospitality versus discrimination. Because Lot was a Jewish man living in Sodom and Gomorrah. And it is common in Jewish culture when strangers approach your home that you take them in and you care for the stranger. And so these were two angels that were strangers in this town, and they were not about to take them in. This town was not hospitable. And so Lot practiced that hospitality with these angels, right? And the town people are like, who are these strangers? Who did you bring into our town, and why did you take them into your home? Bring them out so that we may know them. So, and the Bible says, so that we may know them. And they wanted to rape these two angels that were coming to visit. So, no, as in no, as in the biblical sense. Yeah. So, when you hear someone say, uh, "Do you know them biblically?" It originates from this story, from that word. Yeah, from, because that word "no" has been taken and understood yeah, to mean so that we may know them, that we may sleep with them, that we may know them we sexually. May. So, today we're talking about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. the one that we have all heard and were raised to know, and especially as LGBTQ people. We're often weaponized with it. Yes, exactly. And so today we're going to debunk this lie because Sodom and Gomorrah was never about homosexuality. God did not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of homosexuality. And so we're going to get into that today. So the word sodomy, which means anal sex. (laughs) Mm, I'm listening. (laughs) I'm listening. Do tell. Do tell. Continue on. Sodomy is derivative of the word from Sodom. Mm-hmm. So they even gave our love hole the name. Our love hole, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They even gave it the name of this horrible place. Yeah. 
so much of our identities, the lie is that homosexuals are disgusting and overindulgent, right? Our story has been tied to Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. This is how our prejudice is painted. Yes, thank you. That's a Mm -hmm. good way to say it. So that's where it started from. Sodomite comes from the story of Sodom and Gomorrah as well. So is the Sodomite actually referring to the people that wanted to sleep with the angels? Ooh, that's a good question. Is it referring to them? So how does it well, so, come so from there? Sodomy was originally just referring to anal, right? But then um, sodomite, this is where we need to have my friend Kathy Baldock on because she can like pinpoint exactly when these types of things happen. I'm dying happened. to have Kathy oh, on honey, the show. Oh, we are going to have Listen, her on. listeners, Kathy Baldock is like the <laughs> A plus, like who we have to have on honey, this show. Honey. <laughs> tell the tell them a little bit. Give them a little taste. Um, she will be on the show eventually. Yeah. So Kathy, I've got to know her through what was once the Gay Christian Network, but she is someone who was once an evangelical Christian woman who was not LGBTQ affirming, right? Um, but she started doing the work, and through her own deconstruction, she became LGBTQ affirming. I'm really just summarizing, right? Yeah. And she has really pledged her life's work to teaching others that the Bible is actually LGBTQ affirming. And she has done amazing work. You need to check her out. Canyon Walker's Connection is the name of her ministry. Um, But the research that she's done about how the word homosexual ended up in the Bible is going to be revolutionary. And we're going to find out about it through a documentary that's coming out. And so we're going to have her on. She's going to break all of this down. So you ask me. Yeah. You know, you ask me, like, who were the sodomites and where did this word originate from? We have to ask Kathy. I can't answer that question. We need to ask Kathy Kathy that question. Well, we can can, can wax poetic about (laughs) it because I love talking about buttholes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, (laughs) so basically, uh, sodomize, it seems like it comes from this moment, the no in the biblical sense. Right. Absolutely, it does. And so, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is a part of the story of Abraham as well. Mm -hmm. So, a little bit... Backstory. Backstory here. Abraham and Sarah lived in what is present-day Iraq. And God appeared and said to move from Iraq to become the father of the Hebrews, the Jews, present-day Israel. So, Abraham and Sarah changed their names um, to what I've been calling them, Abraham and Sarah. <laughs> what were their um, original names? Abram and I, I, it's spelled S-A-R-A-I. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. S-A-R-A-I. Maybe just S-A-R-A-I. It's like Sa- Sarai. 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 pretty maybe. name. Yeah. So... She was old and barren and was told that she is going to give birth, and she laughed out loud to that. She thought it was a joke. <laughs> so, How old was she, do we know? She, I think she was in her 90s. Okay. So, imagine, so she's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, guy. <laughs> yeah, your mother's <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> so it's during the, this visit that God reveals the plan to destroy Sodom, okay? So God had a plan. Yeah. God had this all figured out, right? <laughs> Which I, I, makes me feel weird, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not everything's going to be hunky-dory in this text. Uh, so, it was pre-planned in God's mind. God talks about the outcry against Sodom and the city's great sin, but the book of Genesis never specified what the sin is. So, what evangelical Christians have done, they have taken that part where the townspeople come to Lot's house to say, bring out these strangers so that we may know them, 
evangelical Christians have taken that and said, see, this is talking about homosexuality. It's about sodomy. It's about these sodomites. Right. We all want to sleep with every straight guy we find if you see it. <laughs> well, like God, zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so even though the story of Sodom and Gomorrah in the book of Genesis never talks about homosexuality <laughs> at all, like <laughs> evangelical Christians have, have t- ran with that. Right. Okay. So Genesis never brings it up. Never. Look it up. (laughs) Okay. But we do have a scripture in the Bible that tells us what the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was. Oh, Oh, so we have some words. Genesis never says what this great sin was. The cries that reached God, Uh right? Genesis never told us what it was that was causing these outcries of this great sin that was happening in Sagamora, what it was that reached God. So, like, whatever it was that got God's attention, it doesn't... It doesn't say what it is in Genesis. It doesn't detail right. what the big alarm was right. about. But God was alarmed enough that he had to have a plan to destroy the city. Here you go. I'm going to give you a key that sets you free because a lot of people don't even know this. So in the book of Ezekiel, it tells us exactly what the sin of Sodom was and why they retell God the story. destroyed it. Well, that hang on. That comes later. Oh, girl. Okay. So, Taylor, are you listening? Are you listening, So Because you come to your coworker when she wants to bring up Sodom and Gomorrah and you tell her this. Ezekiel 16.49, the word of the Lord, honey. And that's on Stand up because period. we're on holy ground right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Ezekiel 16.49 <laughs> says, This was the guilt of your sister Sodom. Uh-oh, so we're going to learn it right now. I'm nervous. <laughs> this is what Sodom and Gomorrah is really all about. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food, and prosperous ease. They were wealthy, but did not aid the poor and the needy. That was the sin of Sodom. That ain't nothing but Beverly Hills. Honey. (laughs) Honey. (laughs) That ain't nothing but the rich neighborhood. Honey. So get away from those Hollywood Hills because brimstone as fire is coming. Not everybody. Right, right, right. I I wasn't finished. It's coming for those who are prideful, have the excess, and do not care for the poor and needy. And I'm not actually. I say it all the time. Send the elevator back down. Yes. Get like give to the you that needed you. Yeah. Azariah and I are here right now to talk to the people who are the us's before we had this clarity. Yeah. The tailors, we're here with you. Yep. Send the elevator back down every level you go up, and you only have to be up one little step to go back down one down step and help somebody. Yeah. The true sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was the sin of not helping the less fortunate. And think of how many people have used that to cast a queer person out of their life and didn't help them, committing the actual sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. God is clever. (laughs) God is clever. Mm Mm-hmm. The answers are all here, people. I, we are not making any of this up. This isn't an opinion. Mm-hmm. We are reading the word. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about homosexuality in the word. No. Nope. What's in the word is about being wealthy and about being in a position of power and not about helping the less fortunate. Yep. That was the sin. That is, that is the definition of, of God's love is to help everyone else to be yeah. a Samaritan. Absolutely. And here, this this has been weaponized against us. Mm-hmm. They have taken this by the powerful, by the so wealthy. It's the first thing off of the powerful, wealthy, judgmental Christian tongue. Is the Jerry Falwell's? I'm calling them out by name. It's the Jerry f- Falwell's, the American Family Association, the Family Research Council. Honey, we see you. It's the first thing off your tongue. 
They'll be standing outside of the Pride Parade with signs that say God hates fags, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. They're the first ones to bring it up. Yep. When they're not looking at the text as a reflective text, this is your owner's manual to your life. Yep. Not mine. Yep. I have a relationship with my God. What's next, girl? Come on. You got me lit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have the key now as to why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, yeah. So right? they were wealthy, we, we know what the sin was. We know what well, the sin was. I mean, yes, was, there right? was sexual deviancy happening there, correct? Like, are we, is it say in the Bible or? Yeah, I'm sure there was. What is, town and city? I'm from a town of 300 people. I did sexually deviant <laughs> things. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about like world. a sin city. We're talking about yeah. like, a, like a level yeah, of yeah, Vegas, yeah, yeah, New yeah, York, yeah, yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. High power, high money. <laughs> like that whole gross ring of right. just no consequence. Right. There's no consequence I mean, to your think actions. of Las Vegas. Yeah, and Las I Vegas said New York like, and LA yeah, yeah, thank you. huge cities across the yeah. world, you know? <laughs> you're like, I said that. I said it. <laughs> but No, but you're right. It's yeah. a sin city. Yeah. But let's go back to the story of Sodom. So, like, let's approach it from this new understanding, right, for, for some of us, that God destroyed it because it was wealthy and didn't care for the poor and prideful. God is letting Abraham know, like, hey, I'm going to get rid of this place because it's pretty wicked. So, Genesis 18, 23 through 26, backing up a little bit. Then Abraham came near and said, will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not forgive it for the 50 righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be it that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will forgive the whole place for their sake. Okay, wait, wait, wait. let's stop here. Okay. So, Abraham is bargaining with God. <laughs> yeah, he starts negotiating. He's like negotiating. <laughs> Um, and he's and he's basically saying like oh whoa 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 mm-hmm. whoa whoa mm-hmm. like this is like a big argument when I bring up God to people or people talk about God what about a God that allows this to happen or allows that to happen as if God is like planning for people to do evil mm-hmm. Abraham is basically saying like you're a righteous God if there's righteous people in the city if I find fifty people mm-hmm. that are cool that are righteous in this whole city can I spare the city yeah and what does God say. So God's like, all right, if you find 45, cool, I'll spare it. And Abraham's oh, God even like, said 45? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham's yeah. like, okay, how about 40? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's like, God, what's it going to take to get you into sparing these people? God's like, all right, 40, fine. 40? And, and, and Abraham 40? comes back. He's like, all right, all right. Well, okay, God. He's like, hear me out. This is fine. <laughs> like, right. All right, 40, cool. Yeah, but... I think I might be able to get us 30. 30 folks. 30 within 30 days. <laughs> Normal size classroom. <laughs> right. And so he keeps negotiating. And finally, they come down to the number 10. And God's like, fine. Okay, fine. We're done. He's like, 10 commandments, <laughs> 10. 10 people. Come on. You love 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you're it's a, a good 10. number. It's a good number. It's a good number. What's it going to take to get you in the same There's a center. So 10 good, 10 righteous people. I mean, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. If you told me I had to go out right now and find 10 righteous people, could you? <laughs> I don't know if I can get 10. I don't even know if I'm one. I'm like, right. I mean, I have a podcast about Jesus. Maybe I can like lie my way through it. <laughs> I'm like, but I don't know. Where else would I go? Oh. Think about it. Where would you go to find 10 righteous people right now in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Like maybe like the food mission, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the mm-hmm. uh, the absolute, yeah. like that's the first place I think I would look. I wouldn't even go to the church. I, go, go look where I'd the poor and needy are and look for the helpers. That's it. 
Yeah. You said it. Yeah. Exactly what Sodom wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. The only place that I could think of right now to go that I would find a righteous person, besides people in my friend circle, maybe, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles mission or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. I would have to go right to yep. the source of the people, the helping people right now. Yep. Maybe some first responder, nursing, yep. nurses. Yep. But just because they're doing the job doesn't mean they're righteous, right? <laughs> that, that's the truth. I know, you know, I know like my sister's a nurse and my cousin's a nurse. There's <laughs> at their jobs. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, so I kind of th- so where would you go? Ten people. So what does Abraham do? So they agree on ten, right? All right. Ten and so so this is when's like uh, God sends the two angels of Sodom to check up on Abraham. And like yeah, you got your like, ten. So this is like <laughs> God's a like, bit of a mafia boss. It's like a little Pulp bit. Fiction. This is the plot to Pulp Fiction. He basically sends Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta <laughs> angels to go clean up the mess mm-hmm. and make sure everything's all done so we get to the point when two angels visit sodom and when they get to the city they are greeted by lot who is abraham's nephew so lot lot's uncle's abraham right i didn't know that okay so that's good to know yeah. so he's, he's going to visit his nephew who lives inside Sodom. <laughs> right, 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 right. is that a righteous one right there is his nephew probably okay probably so he's like right. he's like my nephew's good you know right, and yeah. he's got some like got two daughters nieces over here, there. So yeah. got three here he's got he, some he's nieces probably just like got his family yeah he's <laughs> like okay so the three of us will be righteous there, like, you guys start praying <laughs> Well, they're going to be righteous because they're helping out the needy angels. They're letting them stay there, right? And they're letting them stay there. Right. So that is a righteous act. So it's act. like a test. We're down to seven like now. Hospitality we're down to seven people. I'm just trying to think as Abraham right now. What's going through <laughs> Abraham's head? He's like, okay, we're down. I got seven. I got three over here. Seven more now. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. The angels say that they are going to stay in the city square, but Lot practically begs them to stay at his place. He's like, no, 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 no. Because Lot knows. Because this is like 80s Times Square. Right. Worse. Lot knows, hey, this is He's not like, a good no, part no, of no, 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 no. He's like, did you, ever see- <laughs> did you ever go on Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> He's like, you know that one part? No, he's like, really? He's like, listen, this is like not a good place. Uh-huh. Let's stay a little bit outside of like the main area where everybody is probably sodomizing each other. <laughs> we don't know what they're doing, right. but you don't want to hang out in like this town square, like right in the center of all the drama come stay over here. Right. So they go and they stay over on the side with Lot, who's Abraham's nephew. Right. This is weird to me. So angels sleep. You know, <laughs> honestly, I, because um, I picture them just kind of like staying awake, like, or at least one of them staying awake. Angels are and like kind of keeping guard. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking of Amy Grant's song. Do they have wings? Angels are watching over wings. me everywhere I go. Um, they don't have wings. You know, I, I in my yes. in my fantasy, angels have wings. They have wings. They oh, they're like okay. My angel is like the man of my dreams. <laughs> angels are beautiful, <laughs> right? We know that they're gorgeous. Yeah. All right. So these two gorgeous guys <laughs> are coming and staying in the house, like uh-huh. with potentially having wings, and they sleep. Yeah. Okay. So, keep, uh, so and they also eat. They so eat? Lot well, Lot prepares a feast for them. So they eat and poop. They poop. So angels poop. <laughs> Evidently, angels. You heard poop. it here first, guys. <laughs> On yes, Jesus. welcome to Yash Jesus, where we've just proven, according to the Bible, that angels poop. This is what this is all about. Groundbreaking work we're doing here. <laughs> so at least they eat. Maybe they don't poop. If they eat and they don't have to poop and they stay gorgeous, I want that job. <laughs> So they eat and they sleep. Mm-hmm. They basically refresh. 
Well, this night they really didn't sleep because the townspeople, uh-huh. when Lot brings them in, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, you're not staying outside in the town square. You're right. coming to my like, house. No, 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 I'm going to no, feed no, yeah. you. You know, you're going to have... What were they going to They were going to sleep in the town square? Or? Uh, who's going to f*** with an angel, really? Like, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, but who knows what would have happened. But it's nice you know, that they were going with the flow. Right. At least they're proving themselves righteous to the angels. So the angels can be like, yeah, this guy Lot's cool. <laughs> we glit him, spare him. You know, if anything's right. going to go down, at least he'll probably spare Lot. So let's right. keep going. So... The townspeople surround Lot's house uh-huh. and they start demanding them to bring them out so they can rape them. This is how the townspeople would have treated them had they stayed in the town square and Lot knew that because this town was not hospitable. Right. It was <laughs> like know, one the of those sin, old Western towns. Like. This is the sin, right? And so this is the sin of them trying to dominate and hurt these these two strangers savage town yes well these horror stories that we're reading in the bible these because there's some some real horrifying things that happen in the bible they don't stop just because the bible stopped being written right like they're still happening every day 100 percent. all of these horrors are happening all over the world yeah yeah there's pretty much very little thing you know except for some of the major miracles I mean, and who knows, but we're seeing lots of things happen all over the world. Yeah. So Lot tries to reason with the crowd outside of his home. So what does he do? What does one do in this situation? We talked about it in our Father's Day episode. Who's your daddy? (laughs) But Lot is probably considered the worst father in the Bible for this very reason. What does Lot do? He offers up his two virgin daughters. To be raped. To be raped instead of the two angels. Which... So why is that not the sin too? Yeah, like why didn't evangelical Christians focus on that? You know, yeah, that's horrible. First of all, like that's a that's a heterosexual person in the Bible doing something right way worse than we've ever heard of a gay person doing in the Bible. However, this is a horrible situation, and I could see somebody in this primitive of a time thinking that that was some sort of sacrifice to God, an ultimate sacrifice of giving up a virgin daughter. Mm -hmm. People didn't have the Bible and they were like confused by what God wanted and what God needed, you know? And so it was a a, a difficult time. So even though Lot is really horrible in this instance, in this absolute desperation, he's willing to give his own virgin daughters in place of angels. I think that that shows a really strong alliance to God, despite the horrific human act. Mm -hmm. So part of me doesn't hate Lot for that. Like, even though I think that that is like the most awful, despicable thing that I've ever heard. Yeah. He tried to do an ultimate sacrifice for God. So I could see where that could be something that could be written off and maybe not used as a weaponry, but I still don't see where this is gay. Yeah. And it's really not a gay story. And if you think angels didn't have vaginas, (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Well, you know, you know, I remember being taught that that's how giants like Goliath were born because humans had sex with angels and that's how giants were born in biblical times. Who taught you that? I don't. I just remember my dad telling me that. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So <laughs> I was raised in uh, like a lot of mixed theologies. Well, um, I do believe my mother's an angel, so maybe that's why I'm a giant. Oh. <laughs> but today we are bringing you <laughs> queer liberation theology. We yeah. are here to set you free. Well, and so much mystical, magical, <laughs> fantastical things in this text. Yeah, like that. It's just so hard to decipher. But this seems pretty clear not to be that gay. Yeah, and we're not done because if what? you think this story is. There is a second retelling of this story in the Bible. So they, this story is over now? The story of Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, we learned that what the true sin of Sodom was. Uh-huh. We know what happened. And we know that 
The true sin was their inhospitality and their overindulgence. And it was never about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to look at a second example in the Bible when we come back. Yes. So stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow <laughs> us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women-owned Vegas companies started by a mother who is just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas. Yeah. Making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community mm-hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. <laughs> Their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because you're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefits. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients. Never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved with the founders, doggies, Nacho and Cerveza. <laughs> this is not your normal pet product. <laughs> they carry products from pain relief to skin care. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulder's kind of hurt from the gym, as you might give me a little rub. Oh, with yeah, that you get over cream. here. Get over oh, here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD infused lubricant Ooh. called knob polish for, well, other stuff. You want to try that one out? Uh, duh. All right, let's go do that. And while we do that, you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring. You won't regret it. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Yash Jesus. We just left you in Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> and now we're going to Sodom and Gimme Gimme Mora. We're going to travel. So get your map out. Mm-hmm. And over here is where we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> we are flying All right, across come on. Israel. Come on, we got stuff to do. And we are going to we tell these a different town, okay? Um, what so town are we going we to? Are, <laughs> let's see. We are going to... Gibeah. Gibeah. So we are going to the town of Gibeah. And this is another story in the book of Judges, chapters 19 through 22, an example just like Sodom and Gomorrah. So it's a story that is not Sodom and Gomorrah, but it sounds kind of familiar. Just like it. It's exactly the story. So we think this might be like a version of telephone. (laughs) Right. We're like, this is another story, but it's the same situation, kind of, or maybe history repeated itself. But let's read this one. Yeah. So there's another example of inhospitality in, in the Bible. And so this is it. Instead of two angels, it's one man, a Levite, and his concubine. So a Levite is someone from Levi. Sure. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out. A Levite. Okay. They had great genes. Um, <laughs> Marry a Levite. They got great genes. <laughs> uh, so they're traveling through Israel and they end up in the city of Gibeah, which is the tribe of Benjamin. Don't ask me anything about the tribe of Benjamin. <laughs> I'm just assuming it's Benjamin's tribe. Continue. Right. There we go. One of the 12 tribes of Israel. So similar to the angels, the Levite was going to spend the night in the town square. An old man sees him and invites them into his house, just like Lot did. Just like Lot did. Because that's the appropriate thing to do. Because we can't really hang out in Times Squares, apparently, at this time. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, once again, all the men are in the town, surround this old man's house. 
and mm. they start yelling, bring out the man who came into your house so that we may have intercourse with him. Judges so, 1922. Okay. So now, now we're saying intercourse. We're not just saying no <laughs> girl. They were just like straightforward. <laughs> sure. Sure. But it's turned from like, no, in the biblical sense to mm-hmm. intercourse now later on. Yeah. Well, at least in this translation. Yes. So, that's what I mean. Yeah. So the old man, much like lot in Genesis, offers his daughter, but the crowd refuses. They're like, not that ugly. No, just <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Her, not her. Not her. Johnny's only got one tooth. <laughs> the Levite actually shoved his concubine into the mob. Oh, how horrible. Yeah, so instead of the daughter... It's like a zombie movie, it's still. It's, yeah. It just evokes zombies to me. Yep, same. So, okay, so they take... So the Levite has this concubine with him, which is like his indentured, mm-hmm. sometimes sexual servant, which is like... Yeah, right? already just... Just like already like a... Life. Yeah, and then throws her out there. Like, mm-hmm. you do... Like, to stop them from trying to break into the house. Right. Because the Levite was the originally who they wanted to have sex with. Right. They wanted to... The visitors again. Right. Nobody rides for free <laughs> in Gibeah. Yeah, or Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> right. So they surround the house, demand that they come out so they can rape them. Um, he, The Levite shoves his concubine out into the mob, and instead they rape her all night and oh. possibly even to death. Because the next morning, the Levite stepped out and saw that his concubine was laying at the front door. And Judges 19.28 details, he says, get up, we are going so he's ready to leave the town. Sure. Um, and he sees her and she's laying there and she's, she's not speaking. There's no response. Presumably dead. Yeah. And he's like, get up. Yeah. And there's no response? There's no response. So he picks her up, puts her on the donkey. Just throws her over the donkey. Okay. Yeah. They set out to go back to his home. So this is where the story goes crazy. Oh, now. <laughs> now? That, this is what it takes? Even crazier. This is what it takes to break you. Honey. Okay. I know. It was crazy for a minute for me, but go ahead. Now what happens? So he gets back home and he then cuts up his concubine what? into In 12 Jeffrey Dahmer. pieces and mailed each piece of her to the tribe of Israel. So this is the Bible here. Judges nineteen twenty nine through 30. When he had entered his house, he took a knife and grasping his concubine, he cut her into 12 pieces, limb by limb, and sent her throughout all the territory of Israel. Then he commanded the men who he sent, saying, Thus shall you say to all the Israelites, Has such a thing ever happened since the day that the Israelites came up from the land of Egypt until this day? Consider it, take counsel, and speak out. So he basically is using her as a protest. Like, I mean, they That's don't really feels like they don't have a lot of places to communicate over there. He could be lying that she's dead. All these so, right. so to prove it, he sent a piece of her body everywhere. Look and what the said, tribe Look of at Benjamin what this did. is. Figure out what the problem with this is. Have a council on it. Right. And do something. Right. So this is ultimately like it's such a weird it's way pr- to it's get primitive. justice. It's primitive. You know, so primitive. We don't have even a printing press at this point. So it's like we yeah. don't even have any way to get information around. Yeah. To get information, it would be journeys and journeys through deserts and like to get anywhere. And then it's someone's word against another word. Yeah. So I wonder how they even did mail back then, but I'm assuming it's some sort of a system of people who they would pay to carry it to different kingdoms sure. or whatever. So this is like the only way to get the message across, basically, to say, look what happened. Yeah. So all the other tribes came out to hear what happened to the Levite and his concubine. And that's when the 11 other tribes went to war with the Benjamin tribe. So they came out, they had like a town hall. 
kind yeah, of moment the, where they're all like, all right, now we're listening. All 11 tribes decided to go to war against the tribe of Benjamin. So then the leaders of the other tribes made an oath that none of them will give their daughters to the Benjamites in marriage. But then they realized if they did that, the Benjamites would die out. And why that's bad is because we're still in the time where we're trying to populate the earth. Mm-hmm. So you can't keep, you know, sleeping with your sister. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, it's like after a while, I mean, it is so gross. I actually never really figured out the whole Adam and Eve lineage thing yet. I don't want to. I don't believe that they're actually literally real people. It's a myth to tell us of how we got here. I think whatever the situation is with this, they need that bloodline. Even if everyone's bad, we need to keep populating the earth. We can't just wipe out a whole entire or the closest they had to a race. Yeah. I mean, like you said, going back to what you said, it's primitive thinking. They're like, we have to protect ourselves. They were. There's no history books. Yeah. It's like. So moving on with this example, they go to war and the 11 tribes make an oath. They're not going to give their daughters to marriage to the Benjamin Knights. They realized if they did that, Benjamites would die out. Um, They didn't want that to happen. So they found one of the towns who didn't participate in the war, which was Jabesh Gilead, and killed all the men and every woman who had lain with the man. And there were 400 virgins left. And they gave them to the Benjaminites as a peace offering. So they're like, we're not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. They're like, stop being so rapey. (laughs) Here's 400 virgins. Essentially. Oh my God, this is such a weird story, Danny. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. How, how has this been used against me for so long? Do you know how many people have said Sodom and Gomorrah and thrown that in my face? Yeah. And I want to figure it out. This is just another example of the inhospitality like Sodom and Gomorrah. I know, it's a lot. It's, it's so a lot. Like, this so, is a so lot that like, we're laying on you so guys. So they give them 400 versions. This is an intense story. Um, this is not one that they have a Sunday school Bible song about. No. And I think this is important. Look, if we're going to explore, we see everything. You know, especially yeah. the stuff that's used against us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. That's right. Let's listen. So that wasn't enough for the Benjamin Knights. The 400 virgins, not enough for them. Yeah, there's so still one more. they made a second plan. This sounds like West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So what they ended up doing, the 11 tribes had a festival and they brought out all the young women and they told the Benjaminites about the plan, about this festival. And they told them to hide and wait until the young women were dancing. Then they were to jump out and kidnap one of the young women for a wife. So that way the other tribes can say they didn't give their daughters Mm -hmm. in marriage, but they also didn't stop them from being so they have a big party they're like hey hey daughters you guys want to like have a social hour ice cream it's gonna be so fun it's girls only god like come have a great party and they're like okay and they all get excited and their parents are dressing them up and bathing them and getting them ready for like some weird sadistic moment yeah and then they have this big like fire festival bonnaroo (laughs) like lilith fair yeah and while they're like partying and everything all the benjaminites are going to jump out grab a girl and then take them and then we're just not going to stop you yeah so that's the plan do you see how much in the bible heterosexual people especially tried to go around Mm -hmm. actually committing a sin it's like a loophole Mm -hmm. they're like it would be a sin to give you our daughter but we could have a party and you could maybe take her it's so oh my god i can't i can't with the story i cannot it just grosses me out like it makes me question like what does it make you question these were not godly people. Like, you, if this is what you did, as, you were not godly you people. You think of them as ungodly savage because this is before. 
we've come so far as a civilization. I mean, if you look at the Romans, if in any part of history, people were savage. I don't know. It's, I, it just it doesn't leave me feeling good. That's why people don't look at this part. Do you know? That's why people will brush over it and say, this is your fault. Yeah. Here's the thing. Why hasn't this story been used as an example about the sins of heterosexuality? In the same way that Salem Gomorrah was used. I'll tell you why. Because someone doing that is pointing at themselves. Hmm. And people don't like to point at themselves. That's the problem here. They want to point at other people. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that we are the others and we are getting organized. And we are going to bend your finger back and not let you do it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to break that finger if you're not careful. <laughs> you better watch out. Some strength in these manicured hands. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I mean, serious. Out. We need to reclaim everything right yeah. now. Yeah. And so this is our history, too. I'm learning so much right now about black history because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Things that I couldn't even believe. Horrors, unspeakable horrors that our country has committed against yeah. black people that I can't even repeat yeah. and don't feel comfortable repeating yeah. because it makes me feel icky. It makes me feel like I've been living in a simulation mm-hmm. and not knowing all of this stuff my whole mm-hmm. life. Yeah. I just found out that George Washington's teeth were pulled from his slaves and they weren't wooden teeth. Mm. There's like kids ish that they showed me for years about that to find out that that's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of fabric that this country is built on. I'm sorry. Like it upsets me. I'm finding the same thing out right now about my scripture. I want to Marie Kondo this book. There's so <laughs> I like that. You want to Marie Kondo <laughs> the do. Bible. I like I'm that. thankful about it, but I want to clean up this mess. I want to tidy right, it up right, right, right now for myself. Yeah. We're getting the understanding of what the historical context were. Like even in the book of Leviticus, and we can explore this in another episode if we want, like that, that oh, verse about man should not lay with man because it's an abomination. The book Leviticus was the book of laws. And the reason when you look at the historical context is because the Jews were living amongst the Samaritans at the times and they they were losing their identity, and so they wanted to set themselves apart from the Samaritans. And so they saw what the Samaritans were doing. And said, "Okay, we're not going to eat shellfish. Okay, we're not going to wear mixed fabric. Yeah, okay, stay we're tuned not gonna, for that. You know, like stay so, tuned for that. We are going to have in the very near future a breakdown of Leviticus too, because I want to find out all of these things that have been weaponized against us for years. Mm-hmm. Like, like I want to know what the enemy is, because a lot <laughs> ignorance, of ignorance, honey. But I was ignorant. Yeah, I was letting. We were indoctrinated to be ignorant. Just like Taylor, our listener, I felt like a person who somebody was telling me something and I was taking the haters Mm -hmm. telling as truth Yeah. instead of seeking my own truth. Yeah. But as we know, the Lord is the way, the truth, and the light. Amen. And so if you go look for it yourself and you go find the answer yourself, you will find your truth. And you know, we're finding each other and we're finding the community and we're sharing that truth together. And that circle is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And honey, we are the church. Okay. <laughs> and since this is not on video, I just did a death drop. Just trust me on that. Just trust me on that. Ooh. Are we done here? Yeah, we're done we're here. We're done we, here. We, we need torn, to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Principalities, we've torn you down enough today. We're coming back for you later. There's more to tear down. I hope that today gave you a little bit of freedom. I know it did me a yeah. little bit of like freedom from the shackles of this like rhetoric that we are being fed by it's this puritanical, theology. toxic Christian heterosexual hierarchy that I am so sick and tired of. The very fabric of what this podcast is built on is an opportunity to seek truth and find out what is what is what. Mm. And Mm. I'm sorry, but that is not the business. The next time somebody tells you, what about Sodom and Gomorrah? Be like, what about it? (laughs) Exactly tell me what about it because I know the story now. 
Yeah. And this was the story and it had nothing to do with queer people. That's right. It had all to do with indulgenous, prideful people who did nothing to help people and wanted nothing except for sex from people who they couldn't bear a moment for. Yeah. So that is what that was about. And I hope that that gives you a little bit of key to freedom. It opened up my heart today and my heart is open for you Mm -hmm. and we will continue to pray for you guys. And we thank you so much for listening to us today. We're going to close with a prayer. Yeah. Dear Lord, we come together today again for another awesome podcast. We are so grateful to you, God, for another beautiful day of breathing and living for having the ability and the capabilities during this COVID-19 shutdown time to be able to get together and still continue to broadcast and still get your message out there and discover these things. We want to ask for forgiveness for Christians who don't know the truth. We want you to give them mercy, Lord. We want to pray for our haters. We want to pray for the people who use Sodom and Gomorrah as a weapon Mm -hmm. against us. And we want to pray that you give strength to queer people in order to be able to diffuse that lie, Lord. We are listening to the message, God, within your word, and we are trying to decipher it the best we can. That is what it is there for. And we just hope that we continue to allow someone else to do the same. And God, I pray that you will, in the same way that you have set us free from this broken, toxic theology, that you will set those who have perpetuated lies free as well. They need to be set free also, God. And so, I thank you for the Kathy Baldocks that are doing the work out there and the Anthony Venn Browns and the Troy Perrys and the James Baldwins of our world who have been doing the work for years of liberation theology, that you are coming and setting us free and now we can go set free those who have hurt us and captivated us through their own bad, broken, toxic theology. So, you're doing the work, God. You're doing the work. Let us continue to be the conduits. We praise you for that. Amen. We, uh, we take this opportunity and we thank you for it. And we just celebrate you in your holy and precious name. Amen. 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 What a good app, buddy. I'm feeling good. Yeah. I got a little bit of soul food and I hope you did too. If you have a, a praise report <laughs> or a prayer request, <laughs> whatever, all of it. Um, or if you'd like uh, to ask us a question for some advice, or if you have a suggestion of an awesome guest, please, anything. If you'd like to contact us, reach us at pray at yasjesuspod.com. And um, remember that I am Daniel Francisi. And I'm Azariah Southworth. You can find me at Religious Trade. And I'm at What's Up Danny. And we love you. And you can find us all over online at Yas Jesus Pod. Until next time, this has been Yas Yas Jesus. Jesus.